You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the 4th and Inches chat room, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm not Jana, I'm the Sherpa. <laughs> Jana, how are you this evening? I'm just mourning the loss of all these points I lost by not starting Kenny Britt this week. <laughs> well, my guess is you're not uh, the only person that didn't uh, start him last weekend, but that's just what makes this all so much fun, no? Uh, fun's one way of putting it. <laughs> Oh, you're probably thinking of another word that starts with F-U, but uh, anyway. Yeah. So, cool. So, what's on well, tap for our... well. No. Um, so, what's, what's on tap for our 14th a... episode tonight? <laughs> We've got a pretty full agenda tonight. Uh, we'll be here for an hour from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern, as we are every week. And throughout the show, you can contact us via Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow or email under the same handle, which is the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. Or you can call in at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. And tonight we're going to look at all the upcoming games this week where we only have 13 matchups, so maybe we'll be able to get in a few more strategy topics than usual. We're also hopefully going to take a look at sleepers and some biggest surprises and busts of the season so far as time permits. (laughs) And, of course, I will give you another mile-long injury list in as few minutes as humanly possible. (laughs) Uh, And throughout the week you can find us. Throughout the week, you can find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. There's a great blog there with all kinds of cool topics. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post if you can't get enough of us in this tiny one hour <laughs> that we're And here. I'm sure nobody can. People want to know whether of they should not. start Kenny Britt. People want to know if they should start Kenny Britt this weekend or not. Uh, <laughs> that plus the Cowboys loss has made me a sad, sad football fan. <laughs> So, if you could only have one of the two, well, which one would you rather have had? Um, I I wish that Tony Romo was not in two pieces and the Cowboys were not a train wreck. Well, but speaking of that, let's look at the injuries. <laughs> nice segue. Um, there are quite a few, and uh, well, let's just jump right in. Green Bay's Donald Driver is battling a thigh injury. He didn't practice, but he's likely going to play again this week. Jacksonville quarterback David Garrard is going to return this week from concussion. He passed all his concussion tests yesterday. Did he study for them? Uh, Carolina, I'm sure he did. <laughs> Carolina's running back D'Angelo Williams has a sprained foot, but he's hoping to play, to play, although he did miss practice today. Uh, Washington quarterback Donovan McNabb has been limited in practice by a hamstring injury, but I'm pretty sure he's going to play, especially since they're looking at Detroit, who he can pretty much turn into mincemeat. Um, Chargers tight end Antonio Gates still bad on a toe injury. He didn't practice. I would imagine he's going to play since he toughed it out last week, but he was in obvious pain on the field. Uh, tight end Vernon Davis from San Francisco has got an ankle injury. I would watch and see if they play him this week because they are in London, so the situation's a little different practice-wise. And with travel, I don't know how that will all affect him. Vince Young with his ankle and knee injury practiced and is hoping to start Sunday. Titans wide receiver Kenny Britt, <laughs> he had that unfortunate nightclub incident last week where he was penalized by missing the first quarter. I stupidly thought that would mean he wouldn't be very productive, and he proved me wrong. He may still be further disciplined after this little uh, assault issue he had, so you should keep an eye on that right up till Sunday morning and see what Jeff Fisher's going to do. Staying in Tennessee, 
Chris Johnson, their running back, is battling a thigh injury, but obviously he's going to try and play. As I touched on before, Tony Romo broke his collarbone Monday night thanks to the Sherpas Giants and will miss up to eight weeks, which is probably the ballpark for his return. Uh, He's likely done for the season, though. The Cowboys did say that if they're mathematically out of it by the time he's eligible to come back, they're just not going to push it, and he probably won't play. He's pretty much mathematically out of it now already. Yeah, (laughs) I know, I know. Matt Stafford in Detroit has been practicing with the first team all week. He's looking to return from a shoulder injury. Uh, San Francisco decided to start Troy Smith at quarterback over David Carr, who was in for the... Once again, shoulder injury-ridden Alex Smith, and again, they're in London, so it'll be interesting. <laughs> Kansas Did they City move that game because of the World Series? Uh, I think that they had to send somebody, and San Francisco was all long going. Okay. Um, Kansas City wide receiver Dexter McCluster has a leg injury. He's uncertain for this week. He's been seen both in a walking boot and on crutches this week, but he was uh, moving around without a noticeable limp today, but it seems pretty serious. I would check back on Sunday on that. Vikings quarterback Brett Favre, as I'm sure you all know, has two fractures in his ankle, an avulsion fracture and a stress fracture. He's questionable. I assume he starts. I don't know how effective he will be. Uh, Reggie Bush didn't practice because of his fractured right leg, and he's trying to return Sunday, but it looks like he probably won't be able to. Indianapolis running back Donald Brown with a hamstring injury still hasn't had a full workout. He's likely not returning this week as well. Uh, Lions running back Javid Best is coming off their bye week and says his turf toe is almost gone, which is great news. And Rams running back Steven Jackson's uncertain after surgery inserted two pins into the top of his fractured ring finger. Uh, they thought he'd be able to go this week, but now it's looking like maybe he won't. Indianapolis tight end Dallas Clark is done for the season with a wrist injury, and wide receiver Austin Collie's out indefinitely after right thumb surgery this week. Oh, just a few more. <laughs> Chargers wide receiver Legun Nane, he's got a hamstring injury. He's looking to play, but keep an eye on it since it is still questionable. Raiders wide receiver Lewis Murphy has a bruised lung and a chest contusion and is questionable. It looks like Jacoby Ford would be taking over his time if he doesn't play this week. Des Bryant in Dallas is still battling an ankle injury. He was limited in practice, but he's likely going to play as he did last week, although at this point I don't know how much it really matters since John Kitna can't complete a pass. (laughs) Houston wide receiver Andre Johnson says his ankle is still not 100%, but there's no reason to think he won't play since he has been. Cardinals quarterback Max Hall says he's recovered from his concussion, but Ken Wisenhunt isn't sure if he or Derek Anderson will get the start yet this week, so again, check back on that. Uh, Jets quarterback Darrell Rivas says his hamstring's 100%, and he should be good to go this week. And oddly enough, even though the Eagles are on a bye this week, Andy Reid's already named Michael Vick the starter for next Sunday. Um, I'm not really sure what the motivation behind that is, but there you have it, injuries. (laughs) And the team's on a bye this week, Falcons, Ravens, Bears, Browns, Giants, and Eagles, two more than usual. And that means you're down quite a few quarterbacks and a whole bunch of really good wide receivers. So there will be a lot of replacements and more flex-type guys that will be in your lineup this week. So stay tuned, and we'll tell you which ones are worth it. <laughs> I think Andy Reid named Vic the starter just because he was in a hurry to go out and do his Halloween candy shopping and didn't want to be bothered with those questions anymore. That's my theory. You just never know with Andy Reid. He's a crazy guy. Yeah, that's for sure. Listening to all those injuries, that was like listening to the announcers read off of the names of all the schools that are closed you know, during the snowstorms. <sighs> yes, well, I've caught my breath now, and we can look at some games if you want to. Yeah, why don't we do that? If actually a, going to play, it might be a shorter list. Yeah, that, let's start off with two teams that are allegedly going to play on Sunday, and that would be the surprising Buffalo Bills who are still 0-6 in spite of their in spite of their near miss against Baltimore last weekend. The 0-6 Buffalo Bills travel to the 4-2 Kansas City Chiefs. So I think this this actually has the makings of a pretty good game. I think that Kansas City will win, but I think it'll be by a field goal or so. I'll go with a final score of 27-24. 
I'm actually going to take Buffalo in the quasi-upset because neither of these teams, in my opinion, are that far apart that it really should be classified as an upset. But when you're 0-6, anyone's going to be. Um, I I think Kansas City is the worst 4-2 team. I honestly am so baffled how they even have four wins. But I'm pleasantly surprised with how Buffalo's offense has looked lately. I know I've been ragging on them a lot the last few weeks or maybe the whole season, (laughs) but Ryan Fitzpatrick has thrown for over, well, close to 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns and only four interceptions in the last four games since he's been renamed the starter, which I can't believe, but I think he's definitely worth a start. Um, I think you can go ahead and start Lee Evans and Steve Johnson at wide receiver. Uh, Steve Johnson's got four straight games with touchdowns. And I like Fred Jackson at running back more than C.J. Spiller. It seems like he's getting more of the productive carries. Uh, And I would say no to tight ends, kickers, and defense, though. They haven't turned around that much. (laughs) On the Kansas City side, I... I know Matt Castle has been better lately, but I think he's at best maybe if you're in bye week uh, purgatory this weekend, maybe you have to use him. Running backs, I like both Jamal Charles and Thomas Jones this weekend. Dwayne Bowe, wide receiver Dwayne Bowe is also worth starting as is tight end Tony Moyaki, the defense and kicker Ryan Suckup. And wide receivers Chris Chambers and Dexter McCluster, I would not start. And as Jana said before, McCluster is questionable with a leg injury, so best just to move on this week and uh, leave him alone. So, next game? Yeah. All right. <laughs> the, the Green Machine, otherwise known as Brett Favre's former team. Actually, this is the battle of two of Brett Favre's former teams, and that would be the Green Bay Packers at the New York Jets. And... This also has the makings of a pretty good game, and I'm going to predict the exact same score, 27-24, with the Jets winning. I think Green Bay wins by at least a touchdown. I have less faith in the Jets than you do, I think. Um, And it's no secret that Aaron Rodgers is my go-to fantasy player. (laughs) I think you always start him, and I'm looking to start a fair amount of the receivers, Greg Jennings and Donald Driver. Uh, although Donald Driver is still questionable, if he plays, I would start him. And running back-wise, I'm saying out of the two, go Brandon Jackson, but I would only really use him as a flex player. They are playing the Jets' defense. And I'm going to say no to the tight end, but yes to the kicker. I do love Mason Crosby. Uh, no to the defense. I think it will be a fair amount of scoring on both sides. All right. Well, I'm a little more partial to the Jets because I'm going to be Rex Ryan for Halloween. So that's probably why I'm more partial to them. But so, so. running, I'm going to pardon. I said, I guess so. Yeah. So I was going to be Mark Sanchez for Halloween, but I did that last year. So this year it's going to be Rex Ryan and next year, who knows? But anyway, so. Mark Sanchez, I would say he's questionable. You know, he would be a maybe start for me this week. Definite starts would be running backs Sean Green and LaDainian Tomlinson, wide receivers Braylon Edwards and Santonio Holmes, tight end Dustin Keller, the defense, and kicker Nick Polk. And I would say no to wide receiver Jericho Cotri, who's a starter and name only at this point. Santonio Holmes is pretty much taken over for him there, and that should continue to be the case, so... All right. Do you think Nick Folk counts as a, a surprise for the season? I mean, nobody expected anything out of him since he's such a bust in Dallas, but he's had a really good season as a kicker. And I know you hate kickers, but I think you have to admit that. No, he has had a very good season. I'm trying to pick him up in several leagues this week where you know I have bye week issues. But you know, I think that's mainly attributable to the Jets' running game, which, you know, we knew they had a strong offensive line, but everyone figured it would be Sean Green getting all the yards this year. But, you know, I think LaDainian Tomlinson has really helped, and that's also helped Mark Sanchez with the passing game. To me, that's the biggest surprise with the Jets this year has been Mark Sanchez. I didn't think he'd be able to complete, you know, 55% of his passes, let alone 60, but yeah, he's he's actually surprising me, and I guess maybe I, I was too uh, too um, negative about him going into the season then. So, anyway, shall we jump across the pond and do the England game? 
<laughs> yeah. All right. So it's the Denver Broncos and the San Francisco 49ers that have to remember to stay on the left side of the road this week. And I think that Denver, although technically the road team, I guess they're both technically road teams for this game, I think Denver will win this game 28-21. to I, I think a lot of these games are going to be pretty close this week. I don't think there are too many blowouts on the, on the menu this weekend, but this game I don't think will be a blowout. I think it will be a good game, and I see Denver winning by a touchdown. I think this has the potential to be a blowout and Denver crushing San Francisco. I just think that I know they looked absolutely atrocious last week getting annihilated by the Raiders, but I think that makes them come out and be hungrier this week and hopefully they get their act together. And with San Francisco starting, uh, Troy Smith, who has never thrown a touchdown or had a start or had any real, like, experience because the Ravens gave up on him. I just I don't see a recipe for success there for San Francisco. But he won a high school trophy. Said, I I know my dad's an Ohio State fan. I know all about him, but I don't think that it's gonna help at all being in England for him. Probably not. Um, they probably don't even know what a high said, trophy is over there. I don't know. <laughs> I guess you could ask around. I say you start Kyle Orton even if you're in a 12-team league. Um, I I know he was not great last week, but I think he's really going to bounce back, and there are a lot of quarterbacks on a bye this week, so I think he's probably one of your better options. Uh, I would say yes to wide receiver Brandon Lloyd and Jabbar Gaffney, maybe more as a flex player. I would not start Demarius Thomas. He just is not producing enough to be a fantasy value uh, go ahead and start no Sean Marino, but I wouldn't look at any of the other running backs. No tight end, no kicker, no defense. Um, I I just think Denver's going to at least win by 10 points. Okay. How about uh, Eddie Royal? What we, What's your take on him this week? Um, I think if you need somebody as a replacement, maybe you look at him, but I'm not I'm not real high on him at this point. He's still bothered by that groin injury, isn't he? Yeah, but he, I don't think it, it'll be a problem for him playing this week. Okay. On the San Francisco side, quarterbacks, I don't care which one of the Smith brothers starts. I'm not starting either one of them in my fantasy lineup. Um, <laughs> no. Actually, Alex is Alex is out with a shoulder injury, so we know it's definitely going to be Troy. Running back, start yep. Frank Gore, start wide receiver Michael Crabtree, start tight end Vernon Davis, although he is questionable with that ankle problem. I say no to wide receiver Josh Morgan, no to the defense, and no to kicker Joe Nedney. And somehow I still think they're going to score 21 points. All right, next. (laughs) Here's one of these games which I actually think will be a blowout this week, and that's Jacksonville traveling to your beloved Cowboys. And I actually think Dallas is going to regroup, and I don't think Jacksonville is very good. David Garrard is had his problems this season. He's coming back this week, but I don't think it'll make much difference. And I think Dallas will win this in a cakewalk. I think they'll win by at least two touchdowns, and I'll predict a score 34-20. Ooh, I, I don't know if I have that much faith in Dallas being able to score 34 points. Uh, I think this is one of the few games left on their schedule that is still winnable for them, and this is a must-win for Dallas, and hopefully they step up to the occasion but I don't know if they win by that much. I do think they win, but I think it's closer. Um, Jacksonville, I would only use David Garrard in a two-quarterback league, and really only if you're looking for some kind of replacement for a bi-week player. I just I don't think he's going to have a ton of value. He is coming off a concussion, and the team's not great to begin with, so it's not really a recipe for success for me. I would start wide receiver Mike Thomas now that Garrard's back. I know he was pretty much non-existent last week, but he and David Garrard have a much better chemistry, and his numbers should be back up. Maybe on Mike Sims-Walker, again, if you need a replacement or a flex player, I would say yes on Maurice Jones-Drew because it really, even though he's not producing the way that everyone expected him to, I don't think you can sit him, especially with six teams on a bye. Uh, yes on tight end Mercedes Lewis. I would say yes to the kicker, but no to the defense because, like you, I think Dallas is going to win. Maybe not by that much, though. So. Well, that's because you have no faith whatsoever in John Kittenham, whereas I 
think no, John Kitna. <laughs> I think John Kitna is actually worth starting this weekend. I think Jacksonville's secondary is so bad that if you know if you're up against bye week issues, I think John Kitna can be started this week. Felix I, Jones, I think he can be started. I do think you should realize that he hasn't won a game in three years. Well, it's because he hasn't played in a game in three years, pretty much. Preseason so. included. <laughs> well, preseason doesn't count. but So I would start Kitna. I would start Felix Jones. I think he's going to run wild this week. I would start all three of the wide receivers, Austin, Des Bryant, and Roy Williams, although I know Roy did his usual disappearing act again last week. Hopefully he'll come out to play this week. Tight end Jason Witten, I'd know. start him. Pardon? Because you never know. It'll be interesting to see if he has chemistry with Duncan or not. Well, they were both on the Lions for a while, and you know, I think they know each other from there, and they've both probably been running with the second team for, for a while. But uh, anyway. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, so I would start the defense, and I would start kicker David Beeler, and obviously no to Tony Romo because he's basically a corpse from fantasy purposes at this point. <laughs> I'd say maybe to running back Marion Barber if you need a flex player because of buys, and maybe even tight end Martellus Bennett. It's one of those things. Maybe Kitna looks more to Witten and Bennett this week since he may not uh, have his timing down quite yet with the wide receivers, but we'll see. I, I still think Dallas is going to win this pretty handily, but... We'll see. I, I think you'll be so. a pretty happy woman come next Sunday evening. <laughs> so, all right, moving right along here, we've got the Carolina Panthers visiting the St. Louis Rams this week. You know, I don't know. This this is another game that's kind of hard to take the measure of, but I'm going to pick Carolina to win this game, 20 to 17. I'm impressed by some of their young wide receivers, Geddes and LaFell, that stepped up last week. And I think I have more confidence in Matt Moore than most people do. But anyway, that's that's how I see this. What about you? Um, you definitely have more confidence in Matt Moore than I do. <laughs> I think St. Louis is going to win this game, and I think they win it by a touchdown. Uh, I'm concerned not only with the fact that None of their quarterback options are great, although Matt Moore is clearly better than Jimmy Clausen at this point. Um, but both D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart have nagging injuries, and that, that makes me a little bit concerned about the run game this week. But I would start Matt Moore in a two-quarterback league, mainly because I think people will have to because of bye weeks. And I would say you start Steve Smith, even though he's a little bit hobbled with that injury. Uh, maybe wide receiver David Geddes is a flex player. Uh, he has looked a little better. He and Matt Moore seem to be on the same page. Um, if D'Angelo Williams starts, you start him. And maybe look at Jonathan Stewart as a flex option, even if D'Angelo Williams does start, just because if he is injured, maybe Stewart gets more carries this week. I would say no to the tight end. Yes to the kicker. I do like him a lot, but no to the defense, mainly because I think they lose this game. <laughs> All right, and on the St. Louis side, I'm not. I'm. I keep going up and down on the idea of, of Sam Bradford as a as a fantasy starter this week. I think he's a starter if you need a guy because of bye weeks. But I, I'm just not he's a rookie and as you can imagine he's going to be inconsistent and I picked him up and dropped mm-hmm. him on several teams but uh, we'll see I mean, I'm not totally sold on him yet if I had to choose between say Sam Bradford and Ryan Fitzpatrick was lying out there on the waiver wire at this point I think I try to go get Ryan Fitzpatrick and dump Bradford but that's I, that. I agree with that okay I, I can definitely yeah. get on board with Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> Yeah, well, he's. I was skeptical, but he's done it four weeks in a row now. It's kind of hard to argue with that. I think it gets overshadowed a little bit by all the losing that Buffalo's doing. But last week, you definitely couldn't blame that on their offense. So I would say yes to Steven Jackson in this game, assuming that his finger will allow him to start. I'd say yes to wide receiver Danny Amendola, yes to tight end Daniel Fells, yes to the defense. No to wide receivers Laurent Robinson and um, Denario Alexander, and I'd say no to kicker Josh Brown. I expect this to be a pretty low-scoring game, and I think, unlike Jana, that uh, Carolina is going to win this. But who knows? We'll see. 
It feels like we're back to normal disagreeing on everything. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. All is right with the world again. So now yeah. we've got one of, I think, should be one of the better games this weekend. That's going to be Miami at Cincinnati. It's two pretty explosive offenses with an improving defense for Miami and a defense that hasn't been as good as they had been advertised in Cincinnati. Although I still think I want to be a, you know, Pekka, their their nose guard for Halloween, maybe next year, because that, that hair is something <laughs> that uh, is is worthy of a Halloween costume, if nothing else. So anyway, um, and I'm sorry if he's listening. I apologize. Please don't uh, come through the phone and uh, beat me up or anything. But anyway, so Miami, I would say, I th- I'm going to pick Miami to win this game 28-24. I think they just have a little more defense than Cincinnati does, and I think that's going to make the difference. I'm really excited to watch this game. I I love Chad Henney, and I really like both of these teams, although I am still a little unsure about Carson Palmer and what's happening with their offense. But I think they're pretty evenly matched, although not as many people are on the Chad Henney bandwagon as I am. But I could see this going either way. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to overtime and ends up somebody kicking a field goal to win it. Although I think Miami might have the slight edge. I'm going to have to agree with you there, but it wouldn't shock me either way. Uh, I like a lot of a lot of Miami for fantasy this week. I'd definitely start Chad Henney. I would start Brandon Marshall. I like wide receiver Devon Bess as a flex player as well, although I would not start wide receiver Brian Hartline. Um, I'm also not that excited by either Ricky Williams or Ronnie Brown for fantasy purposes mostly because they're splitting time. Neither's gotten into the end zone very much, but right now I don't think you can really sit either of them. I think they're both still starts, although I would hope they're not your number one running back on any team. I would say no to tight end Anthony Fersano. He's just not getting enough looks. And yes, the kicker, maybe to the defense. Um, I think that really depends on what options you have out there, but I don't think they're terrible defensively. You'd rather have their defense in San Francisco's this weekend? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I'll take for Cincinnati, I would start quarterback Carson Palmer. I would maybe on Cedric Benson. I just don't think he's going to be able to do a lot against Miami's run defense. I would say yes to wide receivers Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco. Maybe to wide receiver Jordan Shipley, who, you know, has looked surprisingly good this season. Yes to tight end Jermaine Gresham, no to the defense, and no to kick, kicker Mike Nugent. All right. I'm really excited for this game. For that game or the one we're about to talk about next? <laughs> for Miami-Cincinnati. I'm not so excited for Washington-Detroit. See, I think this could be a really good game. I think there might not be much defense played by either side in this game, and I think this – I, I could see the teams combining for over 60 points in this game. I'm going to, uh, I'll say, I'll predict a score of, of Detroit 31, Washington 28, but it wouldn't surprise me surprise me if both both teams score more than that. I can definitely see this game going to a shootout, but I think there, it's either going to be both teams score a ton or neither offense is very productive. I don't think there's any middle ground here this week because you've got uh, McNabb's banged up. I think he's absolutely still going to play, though. And you've got uh, what's his, uh, Stafford coming back from a shoulder injury and just totally blanked on his name. And That's okay. I think he hasn't been around be for a while. It'll be interesting to see how he works with the, the offense because he's been out for so many weeks that I, I want to see how his chemistry is and if they're still all on the same page. So I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't score a ton or if they scored 40 points. It could go either way, I think. But I do think that uh, Detroit edges out Washington. Okay. Um, Who do you like for Washington, then? You mentioned McNabb that you thought he was going to do well. Even though though McNabb's banged up, I think you start him. Detroit's in the bottom half of uh, defenses this season, especially against the pass. I would start Santana Moss. Uh, I would say no to Anthony Armstrong, even though he's the quote-unquote starter. Uh, obviously, you start running back Ryan Terrain. Uh Hopefully, he can keep his hands on the ball this week, no fumbles. 
Chris Cooley at tight end is a must start. I would start the kicker. And the defense, again, I'm not really crazy about, but it is better than some of the other options. So that's really at your discretion, although I would lean on the side of not starting them if you have better options. On the Detroit side, I'm actually pretty optimistic about Matt Stafford's return. He's listed as probable with his shoulder injury, but he almost got into the Giants game when you know, a couple weeks ago, you know, when their backup quarterback, the backup to uh, Sean King, to Sean, um, Hill. Sean Hill, excuse me, when Drew Stanton got knocked out for a little bit, but you know, Stafford. Fortunately for him, didn't have to go in and throw any passes. But I think he's he had the bye week last week. He's had a couple weeks now to get reacquainted with his wide receivers, and I, I think he'll be fine. And I think Washington's secondary will be very accommodating as long as he doesn't make D'Angelo Hall his uh, favorite wide receiver the way Jay, his favorite receiver the way Jay Cutler did last weekend. But so I would start Stafford. I would start wide receiver Calvin Johnson. I would start tight end Brandon Pettigrew. I would maybe start Javid Best. It depends what your other options are at running back. Maybe to I wide receiver Nate. Start him. Pardon? I'm not I as high on him. Start Best. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not as high on him as you are. I know he has a ton of receiving yards. He might actually have more receiving yards than rushing yards, but I'm I'm not... Uh, I'm not sold on him yet. And wide receiver Nate Burleson, he'd be a maybe for me as well as tight end Tony Scheffler. And I'd say no to kicker Jason Hansen because I think he's going to be kicking extra points all day and no to the defense because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. All right. Moving right along then, we've got – I think we're in the late game portion of our program now and the Sunday late game and first one up they actually split the games a little more evenly this week for some reason they've been front loading the early games the last few weeks but uh, this this week there'll be a few better options to watch later in the day so first up later in the day we've got Tennessee at San Diego I keep picking San Diego to win every week and every week they put up good stats and somehow managed to blow it I'm going to keep picking them until my stubbornness uh, runs out, but I I think they're going to win this game by a couple of touchdowns. I'll go San Diego 30, Tennessee 17. I'm going to agree with you that San Diego pulls this one out. I think it's a lot closer, and I think it comes down to the last few minutes of the game. Um, Fantasy-wise for Tennessee, I think you can go ahead and start Vince Young. Um, I would say start Kenny Britt. Don't be like me. Although, if they do decide to lay down some more suspensions or pull him from parts of the game, I think that's something you need to watch right up until game time. Uh, I would say no to Nate Washington, no to Justin Gage, maybe to Damian Williams, but clearly I'm not crazy about most of these wide receivers. Yes to running back. Chris Johnson, I'd say no to the tight end, but yes to the kicker and yes to the defense. I don't think it's that high scoring of a game, but once again, we disagree. <laughs> I don't. I think you're right. I don't think it'll be a very high scoring game for Tennessee, but I, I'm probably in the minority here, but I don't think I would start Chris Johnson this week. He's still got that thigh injury, and San Diego's run defense has been been you know, very good this year. So I, I'm well. Personally, I I don't have Chris Johnson, and the only reason I'm saying start him is because you've got six teams on a bye, and you're looking at being down a couple of pretty decent running backs, and that you're going to need somebody like him who's going to fill a spot in your lineup. Well, for instance, who would you rather start this week, Ryan Terrain or Chris Johnson? Uh, Ryan Terrain. But I don't think most people have that that problem. (laughs) Well, I mean, Ryan Terrain was a waiver wire pickup for most people, I'm guessing. So, But anyway, we'll see. I, I just not that high on him. But anyway, I'll I'm, stay in I'm my not ready to. I'm not ready to sit him just yet. Okay. Well, I'll get back on my side of the sandbox here and, and look at San Diego. And I will say yes to quarterback Phillip Rivers, yes to wide receivers Buster Davis and Patrick Creighton. I'm still not sold on... Uh, Legadu Nane coming back with a hamstring injury. Even if he plays, I I don't start him this week. Tight end Antonio Gates, assuming that he can walk, he'll play, so I would start him. 
start the defense, start kicker Chris Brown. I'd say no to um, running backs Mike Tolbert and Darren Sproles. I think Sproles' outburst last week was a fluke. And I'd also say no to kicker Nick Kading, who I think is probably going to be replaced by Chris Brown again this week. And I'd say maybe to Ryan Matthews. I'm not real high on him this week, but I think he's a better option than either of their other two running backs at this point. Yeah, supposedly he's saying that his ankle injury is pretty much behind him now, and maybe that means he'll be more productive, but it'll be interesting to see how he looks this week. As opposed to Brett Favre, whose whole ankle is dangling somewhere behind him. Let's not drop the F-bomb until we absolutely... (laughs) It's coming up. Only one more game, and then we can discuss him, and I can't wait. So next game, the the game that stands between us and Brett Favre at this point is Tampa Bay at Arizona. So I'm not terribly impressed by either of these teams, but I'm actually more impressed by Tampa than I am by Arizona. Arizona might have the worst quarterbacking situation in the league. If it's not them, it's Cleveland. But I think that Tampa is actually going to pull this out on the road. I'll look for a final score of 24-21 to in Tampa's favor. I think Tampa Bay definitely wins this game. Um, I, there's going to be a quarterback controversy no matter who Ken Wisdom Hunt decides to start because Max Hall wants to play, but he's coming off a concussion, so Derek Anderson's likely going to get the start. I would think Ken Wisdom Hunt would lean that way, but neither are very good. And quite frankly, Josh Freeman for Tampa Bay is not exactly the cream of the crop quarterback-wise either. But I think if you're in a two-quarterback league, you do start him this week. I think they'd probably win by a touchdown. Um, I would like, out of the wide receiver core, only Mike Williams. I'm not really impressed by anybody else right now. And Tampa Bay has said that LeGarrette Blunt and Cadillac Williams will be splitting duties this week, although they've slowly been putting that into effect the last two or three weeks anyway. Um, So, you know, I think you could start either or not start either of them. It's really going to depend on who you have available and what your other matchups look like, but... I don't think either are going to have huge numbers this week. Um, I would start tight end Kellen Winslow, but not the kicker or the defense. I actually like Blunt more than Williams at this point. I know he hasn't really done a lot on the horseshoe yet, but it seems like the seesaw is definitely tipping in his direction. I agree. It is starting to sway more in his favor, but I don't think the coaching staff or the front office is really – willing to give up on the idea of Cadillac Williams as their superstar running back just yet. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm mm-hmm. I would I would make the friendly prediction that Blunt will outgain Williams this week as he did last week, but we'll see. So on the Arizona side there's really not much to get excited about this week. The big news out of Arizona this week is that Beanie Wells is actually going to be on the field at the beginning of the game for the first time in his career. Tim Hightower has been starter in name only, but now, just as with Tampa Bay, it looks like they're finally swinging things in the direction of, of, uh, of Wells in this case rather than Hightower. So I would say start Wells. Hightower for me is a maybe. I, I think they're going to get a lot done against Tampa's run defense, but you know, there's not much else to get excited about here for Arizona this week. I think you start Larry Fitzgerald because no matter which accident Arizona starts a quarterback this week, I think they are going to throw the ball at Larry Fitzgerald a lot. And I would also start Arizona's defense just because I think it will be a low-scoring game. Say no to whichever quarterback starts. I don't want Hall or Anderson. And I would say no to Jay Feely because I don't think he's going to kick enough to – do anything for your fantasy team this weekend. And maybe to Tim Hightower, as I said before, and maybe to Steve Breston, who's still questionable with that knee injury. People thought he was going to play last weekend, and he didn't, so hopefully he'll actually get on the field this week. But, again, you probably need to check that out on Sunday before setting your final lineup. Mm-hmm. All right, and so now... Because the- of that... Now we move on. (laughs) Now we move on to the game that Jan is most excited about, and that would be the Minnesota Farves at the New England Bradys. And I'm not impressed by New England, but I will finally pick them to win a game. I think they're going to win this game 27-24, even if 
if Brett Favre does start, I, I can't imagine that he's going to be terribly effective on that ankle. I know he says he's found the fountain of youth and that he's a quick healer, blah, 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 but I'm not buying it. And, you know, at best, I think he's a maybe. You know, if your other choices are Max Hall and and uh, Josh Freeman, maybe you start him. But other than that, I'm not excited about him, and I'm even less excited about Tavares Jackson. But be that as it may, I think you do start Adrian Peterson. You start the wide receivers, Randy Moss and Percy Harvin. You start you start tight end, Vassant, or however he likes to be called now, Vassante Shanko. And, pardon? He changed his name, I guess. Yeah, he, he, pulled a, <laughs> he, he pulled a Tony Dorsett on us. So, although he did it with his first name instead of his last name, which makes it even more confusing because at least with Tony Dorsett, you have the whole first name to build up your confidence to pronounce the last name, but you don't have that when the guy changes his first name on you. So anyway, I say no to the defense and no to kicker Ryan Longwell, and now it's your turn to analyze New England. Well, I you jumped ship here and took my visiting team, so I'm gonna. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go off, <laughs> go off New England here off memory, but I would say New England is definitely winning this game. I think they win by touchdown. I think you definitely start Tom Brady. Um, I'm absolutely interested in starting tight end Aaron Hernandez. I've been seeing his praises all over the place for the last couple of weeks. And I think you have to start Deion Branch as much as I thought he wasn't going to be a factor. He absolutely is. And uh, coming off the bye week just gives him another week of working out with Tom Brady, and I think they're going to be even better this week. Uh, Definitely go ahead and start Wes Welker. Um, Running back-wise, look at your options. Um, And I would go ahead and start the kicker. I think there's going to be a fair amount of kicking here. Uh, I'm not interested in starting the defense, so I think probably both teams score a fair amount of points. Although with Minnesota, I don't know who will be throwing the ball. I'm not. In, I agree with you. I'm not really excited about starting either Favre or Tavares Jackson. Although even if Favre starts and you have Tavares Jackson sitting on your bench and you maybe need a filler, I would go ahead and start him because I think he's going to get probably a fair amount of play, even if Brett Favre, quote-unquote, starts this week. So I mean, will put him out for one play and then drag him off by his ankle. His ankle pretty much obliterated. Yeah. He'll actually take the first snap on crutches and just pitch it out, and Adrian Peterson will fumble it. And then, walking boot. Right. Or they'll just bring him out in a wheelchair. Yeah, you never know. But, He's always surprising yeah. us. And... How about um, for the New England running backs, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, or Danny Woodhead? Do you start either of them, or are they both um, I would, interchangeable? I like, I like Danny Woodhead as a flex player. Um, in a lot of leagues, he's eligible both at running back and wide receiver, so you can probably find a place for him. And Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis is – I think he's a questionable start for me. I think that it really depends on what your matchups look like. Um, I'm not really excited about the prospect of throwing him against the Minnesota defense, especially when he, I think, it has some nagging injuries as well. So yeah. it, it's kind I, of a toss-up. It depends on your own team. Nice recovery there, and I'm sorry for stealing your team on that one. <laughs> it's okay. I'll forgive all, you. All in good humor, as they say. So now, and I promise not to steal Janice's team on this one, we're looking at Seattle at Oakland, and oh boy, who knows with this game. I'm going <laughs> to say that Oakland is going to win this. I'll say that they win this by a touchdown, 24-17. I, I certainly don't think they're going to score 59 points in three quarters or anything like that again this week, but I, I do think that they have enough firepower now to to beat uh, Seattle. And it's funny, now that Oakland is winning, all those Al Davis is crazy Articles seem to have disappeared. Winning cures all ills, apparently. So, no, Al so Davis is still definitely crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's just being um, more quietly crazy this year. I don't know. Uh, I I guess by default I'm going to pick Oakland to win this game, but quite frankly I don't think either of these teams are deserving of a win. And this is one game I'm not really expecting much out of on – any side of either of these teams, offensively, defensively, I'm not excited about anybody here. 
Um, for Seattle Fantasy, I would say you can start Matt, quarter, Matt Hasselback in a two-quarterback league. He's really not throwing enough touchdowns and getting into the end zone enough for my liking. So if you have better options, I'd start them. Uh, the only wide receiver I'm really looking for is Mike Williams. He got 16 targets last week. Matt Hasselbeck is in love with him, but that probably means the defense is going to key in on him and kill off any kind of offense that Seattle could put together. You could maybe look at Deion Butler <clears throat> excuse me, as a flex player. Uh, Marshawn Lynch I'm not really excited about, but again, if you need a, somebody to fill a roster spot, you could look towards him. He's just not... He hasn't hit over 100 yards yet this season, I don't think. I would say no to tight end John Carlson, no to the kicker. Um, maybe the defense, only because I don't think Oakland scores very much, but I think Oakland wins by at least a touchdown. Okay, and while Jen is getting some kitchen, some uh, chicken soup, I'll tell you that uh, <laughs> I think that quarterback Jason Campbell should be started for Oakland. I would start running back Darren McFadden. I'd start tight end Zach Miller, and I'd start the defense. Running back uh, Michael Bush, I'd say no to him this week, no to kicker Sebastian Janikowski, and wide receiver Lewis Murphy is not going to play. He's apparently got something you know, on his ribs. He's got or a bruised lung and lung. a chest contusion. Yeah, so he's going to be out for a couple weeks, which means that I'm back on the Darius Hayward Bay bandwagon this oh, week. Oh, no. <laughs> well, who else is going to start there? I thought we finally got you off it. <laughs> but there's nobody else. I mean, are they going to start Nick Miller? I mean, they can't throw it as, as – I mean, not Nick Miller. Um, well, whatever his name is. Um, yeah, I just – I don't – I guess – well, who knows what they're going to do. But I, I think that Darius Hayward Bay might actually get a fair number of targets again this week just because he's pretty much the last man standing at this point. It's, it seems to me that they're going to be throwing all day either to McFadden, Miller, or Hayward Bay, but that's that's just my guess. We're going to find out. <laughs> Indeed we will. And I'm sure we'll discuss it even more next week. So. Now comes one of the more interesting games of the week. We've only got two games left because of the abbreviated schedule this week, but Pittsburgh at New Orleans. This one looks really, really interesting. New Orleans is definitely underachieved. Everybody talks about a Super Bowl hangover. To me, it's just more a matter of a lot of their guys are beaten up, especially their running backs. And I think you know, Drew Brees doesn't have his full offense behind him at this point. And everyone's in love with Pittsburgh now because Ben Roethlisberger has come back and played well his first two games. And yet I'm going to say that New Orleans wins this game 27-20. to I think that New Orleans secondary, they're starting to get a little bit healthier again, and I think they're going to keep Big Ben and the Pittsburgh passing attack in check. And I think that uh, Richard Mendenhall is probably not going to be able to do enough on his own. So I'll go with New Orleans 27, Pittsburgh 20. I am shockingly not going to agree with you. <laughs> I think Pittsburgh wins this game. I think that it's a high-scoring affair on both sides. But I think Pittsburgh comes out on top. I think it'll probably be close. I think it'll be fun to watch. But I think you absolutely start Big Ben. I think you start Heinz Ward. You start Mike Wallace. I would not even think in any way to start Antoine Randall L. He's just not producing at all. I think you definitely start running back Richard Mendenhall. I would say yes to tight end Heath Miller, yes to the kicker, and Yes, the defense, just because they are the Pittsburgh defense, but I I think New Orleans scores a fair amount. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not so keen on defenses just because of their reputation. I mean, the Jets have had games where they've been burned this year, and we just saw Baltimore give up a ton of points to Buffalo last week. So you know, even good defenses have bad games. So I don't think there's anything wrong with sitting a team like Pittsburgh against a high-powered offense. Of course, the question is, is New Orleans still a high-powered offense or not? And we'll have to see. This week, I think they are going to come out and give a little bit better uh, representation of themselves than they have the last few weeks. So I would say start quarterback Drew Brees, start wide receiver Marcus Colston, start tight end Jeremy Shockey, start the defense, and start kicker Garrett Hartley. I'd say no to running backs Chris Ivory, Liddell Betts, and if he should play, uh, Reggie Bush. 
I just don't think anybody's going to run on that Pittsburgh defense, which I think is going to make New Orleans throw even more than they might usually. And I think that plays into their strengths, and that's why I think they're actually going to rack up somewhere in the neighborhood of 27 points then. But just because their wide receiver distribution is so unpredictable once you get past Colston, I would say that Lance Moore, Devery Henderson, and Robert Meacham are all, at best, flex starters. I, I hope that you don't have to start any of them, but if you do, it's, it's probably better than starting Darius Hayward Bay. Yes, I would agree with that. And I think people are going to have to start a handful of those guys just because there's six teams on a bye this week. There's a lot more holes to fill. Yes, and speaking of holes to fill, we've got the Monday night game, which should be a real barn burner, and that would be Houston at Indianapolis. Of course, Houston surprised, or maybe it wasn't a surprise, but Houston outslugged Indianapolis in week one behind all those yards that Arian Foster racked up. I think this will be another high-scoring game, but I think Indianapolis is going to win at home. Their running backs are all beat up, so I think they're just going to throw 75 times, and I think Peyton Manning and the Colts are going to win this game 35-31. I think Houston is going to beat Indianapolis again. I think it's close. I do think both teams score a lot. I can agree with your score, maybe just flip-flops. <laughs> but um, I I happen to like Houston a lot. I know Indy's tough, but their lack of run game I think is going to be a problem. Um, but I would look to start Matt Schaub, absolutely. Andre Johnson, even though he's still hobbled with a not totally healed ankle, he's still going to be out there and worth your while. I would look to maybe even start wide receivers Kevin Walter and Jacoby Jones would be a nice flex option. Absolutely start Arian Foster. Maybe tight end Owen Daniels. Um, I kind of go back and forth on him, but I think he may need to fill holes or injuries like Dallas Clark's down. But um, I would say yes to the kicker, but no to the defense, just because it is going to be high scoring on both sides. How about Derek Ward? Is he worth starting if you need a flex running back? Uh, I I would say no. I just don't think there's enough there. Yeah, they'll probably have enough to do just handing the ball off to Foster and throwing it to their their track team at wide receiver there. So for Indianapolis, I I just don't – this seems like one of those games. Houston, every time you think that they've really finally gotten over that hurdle and they're finally going to be a good team, they always seem to pull a stinker, whether it was the game against the Giants a few weeks ago or what. I I just – I don't know. That, That team just seems like Jekyll and Hyde perpetually, but we'll see. So for Indianapolis, I would say yes, start quarterback Peyton Manning. Surprise, surprise, start wide receivers Reggie Wayne and Pierre Garçon. Anthony Gonzalez is threatening to play. There have actually been Anthony Gonzalez sightings at practice this week, but I'm not buying them. So I would say no to him. I'd also say no to wide receiver Austin Colley, who's doubtful with a thumb injury. I wouldn't start any of the Colts running backs this weekend just because First of all, you don't know who's actually going to be out there on the field, whether Joseph Adai or Donald Brown or Mike Hart. But second of all, Houston, this, <clears throat> excuse me, now I'm the one that needs the chicken soup. I think Houston's <laughs> defense is uh, you know, pretty good against the run, so I wouldn't start any of the running backs. And I don't start any of their tight ends either. Who knows, Jacob Tam, Brody Eldridge, or... Dijon Robinson, who who knows who's even going to get the, the looks there. And wide receiver Blair White, again, if you're up against it because of the buys, then I think he's worth a start, but don't expect too much. Gulp. All right, fair enough. I think it'll be interesting to see who emerges as the the tight end, the chosen tight end in Indianapolis, because that offense is so so built around having a solid tight end and really using him a lot. So somebody's got to step up but it's a matter of who actually will. Well, I just wonder, because they use their tight end in many ways, so much like a wide receiver, whether they don't just start going to more three wide receiver sets if they've got enough healthy bodies to do that, but we'll see. Well, right now they're they're hurting for some of those, too. So yes, <laughs> yes be, they are. I'm interested to see what personnel actually work out in their offense this week more than anything, I think. Well, at least we know Blair White will get more targets than Roddy White this this weekend. <laughs> Mostly because Roddy White's on a bye from people who didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Speaking of not catching things, 
Um, do we, we have some time to go over some slapers still? We have a few minutes. All right. So where where do we start? Should we take a look at some quarterbacks that we like for the rest of the season since so many of them seem to have fallen by the wayside the last week or two between the buys and the injuries? Go ahead. Would you like to start? Sure. Um, some of the guys that I like a lot for the rest of the season, I like Chad Henney a lot, as do you, I think. If I had to pick a couple that probably aren't on most people's radar right now, though, I would say, you know, Jason Campbell, perhaps, and I'm also pretty high on, on Matt Stafford now that he's back. I think he's going to step in there, and I don't think that offense is going to miss a beat at all. Um, I definitely have to agree with Chad Honey. It's, I, I've been talking about him since the preseason. I I have much more faith in him than most people do, and I I kind of can't believe he's still a quote-unquote sleeper, but he's really not owned by a ton of people. So if he is still out there, you absolutely should go pick him up. He's going to really turn into a nice player, and I think he's been getting better as the season goes on, which is exactly what you're looking for, especially with so many injuries and the quarterback carousel continuing to spin. <laughs> um, I I agree with you on that, Stafford. I think he's going to be back better than ever the rest of the season, and I think that offense is going to turn into a pretty, a pretty decent offense out there. And maybe Max Hall, I, I'm kind of wavering on that. I know he's coming back from a concussion. Their offense isn't really great around him, so it's going to be hard to really say he's going to separate himself from other quote-unquote sleepers. But I think there is some potential there, but he's definitely going through some growing pains right now. (laughs) Yeah, to put it nicely. So let's Mm -hmm. each give a couple running backs that we like that might not be on everybody's list at this point. Um, first for me would be LeGarrett Blunt. I think that he's really somebody that looks like he's about ready to take over that Tampa Bay backfield situation there and really just go to town with it. So he's somebody I like a lot. And I'm also kind of high on Javon Ringer. I, I don't know what's up with Chris Johnson. I, I shouldn't say what's up. He's still a leading rusher, but he you know, he just, with those nagging injuries, I think they're more likely to get Javon Ringer more involved in the offense. And he's somebody that you know, I, I could also see helping your fantasy team in the in the later weeks of the season. Um, for me, I'm, I don't have a ton of running back sleepers more so because I've just been so disappointed in guys who are more of sure things this year. I agree with you. Garrett Blunt does seem to really be taking over the reins. I think my car out in Indianapolis, since their running back situation is so fluid, people keep getting injured and they're out longer than they expect. Like Donald Brown is again, probably not going to be able to come back this week. I think he's in an interesting situation where he's got a good passing offense around him that it won't be so keyed in on their run game that he could really do some things. Um, and I just, I, don't know, I think with Garrett Blunt's probably the best out of the sleeper running backs that are out there. I just, I, I think you can classify Brandon Jacobs as a sleeper because a lot of people gave up on him as the season started and he lost his starting job, but. He's really starting to produce more the last few weeks with getting more touchdowns. He's getting a few more looks, but hopefully he can kind of win some more playing time back after his little meltdown a few weeks ago and make a name for himself again. Yeah, so shall we give a couple wide receivers? I know we're running out of time here, but... Yeah, um, real quick. A couple, couple guys I like are Danny Amendola with the Rams. He seems to get a lot of targets. He's not you know, racking up a lot of yards, but he seems to be getting a lot of targets. Hopefully that will lead to yards. And Anthony Armstrong with the Redskins, I also you know like what they've been doing with him. And now that he's the starter with McNabb there, he should get plenty of looks. So I, I like his prospects for the rest of the season too. Okay, real quick since we're just about out of time, I really love Riley Cooper in Philadelphia. I think he's really been getting a lot more looks. He's come back from a concussion, and he looks awesome in their offense. I love Jordan Shipley in Cincinnati. He's their number three wide receiver and getting better each week. 
And that's going to do it for us this week. Next week we'll be back with some more sleepers. We're going to look at injuries again, week eight buys, go through all the game analysis, and answer all your fantasy football questions. Again, every Sunday on Twitter we answer your questions at number four th and inches show. That's the number four th and inches show. If you have lineup questions, go ahead and shoot them over in the morning. And we're there all week. If you have any questions, you want to talk, whatever, we're around. Uh, you can also email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. You can find us at the fantasyfootballsherpa.com. There's a great blog there. We do debates. There's all kinds of stuff during the week. You can also read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. And we'll be here again from 9.30 to 10.30 on Wednesday. That's Eastern time. And you can catch our, our uh, show's all week you can download them and listen to them as you wish. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. And if I knock on your door and say trick-or-treat in a Rex Ryan costume, please don't shoot me. <laughs>